It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Sixth of time. It is a Wednesday. Let's wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It's on the cold side out there right now, 23 degrees. But that's not the big dip in temperature. You just heard Don Day on your local station talking about what the weather's going to do between, let's say, Thursday, Friday, in that area. Don Day will be on this hour, 645, with an extended forecast. 745, I talked to him about that as that weather really drops down and gets cold in a few areas with some snow moving in, although not a massive amount. But okay, for those people who like to message me over the Wake Up Wyoming app, uh, not today. I'm sorry to say. We had to take it down. The short story is somebody hacked into it and well, you might have gotten some messages last night. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And that wasn't from us. So uh, the app was taken down. So for those people who like to text on the Wake Up Wyoming app, me in the morning, right now, no. If we can get that uh, fixed or cleared up a little bit later on this morning, fine. But as of right now, I don't have any text over the app, which so much of so many of you, I love talking to you guys. In the morning, it's really become part of the program. As I go through, not only do I talk to people on air over the phone, but there's all these people who are shooting me notes off of the app. And I love that kind of a conversation that we can have back and forth like that. But I'm sorry, not this morning. All right. I got something fun for you. But before I play it, I have to hit the disclaimer. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee. And feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. So I'd finished yesterday, and I was just a giggling idiot doing it. The next episode of our Social Justice Warrior. So before I get into the real news and real topics of today, let's handle that. For those of you who get with me this early in the morning, you get to hear it first. But I'll just let you know. In the 8 o'clock hour, I'm going to do all three episodes. This will end up being a four-part series. The first three episodes are done. So what I'm going to do is play episode three for you. I'll probably play episode three in the 7 o'clock hour because people join me all morning long. But then when we get to 8 o'clock, I'm going to play episode one, two, and three in order so you can hear all of it as we built it together and we really did build this together because i came up with the idea that you know this guy needs our social justice warrior needs his own kind of like a batmobile and then the ideas started coming well it's got to be an electric vehicle miss mary said it's got to be his mommy's car that he stole without her permission and on and on it went so our social justice warrior 
has had to wait all night to charge his electric car because he wanted to go after his evil nemesis, average white guy. So now the car has been charged, and so he's been sitting there waiting for average white guy to go out and go to work or go for a loaf of bread or something so he can get into a car chase with him. Remember, average white guy drives a big diesel pickup truck. Our social justice warrior is driving a little electric car that runs on unicorn farts. We now join our latest episode. We now return you to another thrilling episode of Social Justice Warrior. In our last episode, our exciting car chase has begun. As average white guy takes off in his big diesel-powered pickup truck, a rolling coal, of course. Then our social justice warrior is in pursuit in an electric vehicle that he stole from his mom, which runs on unicorn farts. Let's join. The exciting chase. Happenings our social justice warrior has prematurely run out of unicorn farts. Take that mask off. I can't understand you. Both of them. The plexiglass face shield, too. Lord, it's hard to breathe with all of that. If the chase is over... What's the matter? Run out of unicorn farts? Well, you know, cold weather causes shrinkage in electric vehicles. Get out of the car. What are you going to do to me? I'm going to be neighborly and charge your car for you. Stick this in your tailpipe. This diesel truck can charge your vehicle, and we need to get your pink Mary Kay car back to your mom before she wakes up. social justice warrior. Will this car be charged in time to get it home before mommy wakes up? No, this is going to cause nightmares for real. Join us next week as our social justice warrior tries to explain this to mommy. So again, I like the way that turned out. Again, I was just uh, giggling like an idiot the whole time I was putting that together yesterday. It was fun putting the car chase in the one scene. So 8 o'clock hours when I play all three episodes together so everybody can get caught up that hasn't been caught up to this so far. Now, as part of that episode, one of the things that I'm making fun of is electric vehicles. Just so you know, the purpose of the social justice warrior character is I don't mind at all. I have no problem with people who disagree with me on things. But if you're going to be over the top about it, If you're just going to be ridiculous, then I'm going to show you how ridiculous you look by producing parodies like this. And that's why even the average white guy is a bit over the top. He has to have a diesel-powered truck where he rolls coal and things like that. He's a bit over the top. But, you know, then again, there's people on that side of the argument who are a bit, again, ridiculous too. That's what I'm pointing out. Do you understand how ridiculous you look? Let's get back to the electric vehicle 
for just a moment. One of my broadcast heroes is John Stossel. He has been doing a three-part series. I think it might be more than that. It might be like a five-part series on electric vehicles. John Stossel has a YouTube page. Now, I edited this down for time's sake. You think every car should be electric? Well, here are some inconvenient facts you probably don't know. The future of the auto industry is electric. Electric and battery technology. Battery technology. That's key because we need to store the electric power. But storing large amounts of energy in batteries has a problem. Batteries are really lousy at storing energy. They leak energy constantly. They leak and they don't hold a lot. This is this Mark Mill. Oil begins with a huge advantage over the chemical that are in a battery. Oil has about 5,000% more energy in it per pound. And we see this in electric cars. Electric cars' battery weighs 1,000 pounds. That's what the battery weighs. It's replacing about 80 pounds of gasoline. But the batteries are going to get smaller and better. Things improve. Engineers are really good at making things better, but they can't make them better than the laws of physics permit. That's inconvenient fact four. Miracle batteries, powerful enough to replace fossil fuels, are a fantasy. Because nature is not nice to humans, we store energy for when it's going to be really cold or really hot. The people who imagine an energy transition would want to build windmills and solar panels and store all that energy in batteries. But you do the arithmetic and you find out you need to build about $100 trillion worth of batteries to store the same amount of energy that Europe has in storage now for this winter. And it would take the world's battery factories about 400 years to manufacture that many. 400 years? Politicians don't mention that. Every car will be electric. California will require all new cars sold to be zero emission vehicles. If that were somehow to happen. That means a lot more electric vehicles drawing power from the grid. But the grid is already limited. So limited that last summer, California's governor told people, don't use your electric car. Asking residents to avoid charging their EVs in order to conserve energy. Roughly speaking, you have to uh, double your electric grid to move the energy out of gasoline into the electric sector. No one is planning to double the electric grid in California, so they'll be rationing. Rationing. When there isn't enough electricity, cities will simply turn some of the power off. That's inconvenient fact five. We just don't have enough electricity for all electric cars. And we'll have even less of it if we try to get all our electricity from renewable energy like wind and solar. Our president says we're going to achieve a carbon pollution free electric sector by the year 2035. And gullible media believe it. Power plants that emit greenhouse gases will go the way of yeah, the dinosaur. How much of America would we have to cover with solar panels and wind turbines to begin to do this? This is one of these areas that we have really precise knowledge. If you cover the entire continent of the United States with solar panels, you wouldn't supply half of America's electricity. Again, I carved that down to make it fit just a few minutes on the air. If you want to watch the entire thing, just go to John Stossel on YouTube. He's got That's number two so far that he's put out. And there's a lot more to it than what I've played so far on the air. Now, get a load of this headline here, Cowboy State Daily. Judge rejects teenagers' claim that their rights are being violated because of fossil fuels. We'll deal with that next. 617, wake up Wyoming. And Woods is on the air. Sorry, but we had a budget. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. Six twenty-four is the time. So wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Side note, real quick here: as this develops, I'll bring more of the story to you. Here's all I know so far. 
Ballots found dumped on San Jose Highway 17. These were mail-in ballots, and somebody found a bunch of them just dumped on the side of the road. Okay. Very little known past that, we'll see, but they were found in a ravine somewhere. Who the ballots were for, whatever, I don't know. I just know San Jose, California, a bunch of ballots were just found dumped. All right, next story I have. Now, this relates to the last one I was doing for you. Oh, by the way, for those just waking up this morning who love to text me over the app, can't do that this morning. That sucker was hacked. So if you got some really bizarre messages overnight, that wasn't from us, and we had to shut it down. All right, so as that gets cleared up, You'll be able to text me over the app at some other time, just not this morning. I'm real sorry about that because I love our conversations. So, all right. Judge rejects teenagers' claims that their rights are being violated because of fossil fuels. First off, let's name it correctly, organic fuels. There's not a single fuel that comes from a fossil. Okay, but it does come from organic materials. A judge in the 3rd District Court of Utah has dismissed a lawsuit by a group of teen plaintiffs who claim the state of Utah is violating their rights by allowing fossil fuel production. Our Child's Trust, which uh, represented the young plaintiffs. Now, let me pause for just a minute there. And so that shows you that these teenagers did not file a lawsuit. Teenagers don't think in those terms. I know I was a teenager. Teenagers don't think in terms of, well, we're going to go get a lawyer and file a lawsuit. No, this is a lot like... Um, Greta, when you take a look at Greta Thunberg and other exploited kids like her, there's some radical leftist group. And so they file these lawsuits on behalf of the kids to make it look like these kids are filing the lawsuits, but the kids are not. All right. So our, our children's trust, which are the adults here, which represents the young plaintiffs in their action, has launched a lawsuit petitioning government agencies across the country on behalf of children they represent in an effort to eliminate fossil fuel production. Next year, the group has a hearing scheduled first judicial court in Helena, Montana. In 2011, the group petitioned the Wyoming Department of Environmental Quality, demanding the agency limit CO2 emissions to maintain an atmospheric level of 350 parts per million. The petition argued the state allowing these fossil fuels, as they characterize them, to be produced was threatening the healthy well-being and survival of children. Well, hang on. Let me go back and find this again. Give me just a moment, please. Uh-huh, not that one. No, okay. I want to make sure I have to rename this so I can find this a little bit easier. Here we go. So to all the kids out there who are in this lawsuit. To all the school kids going on strike for climate change, you're the first generation who've required air conditioning in every classroom. You want TV in every room and your classes are all computerized. You spend all day and night on electronic devices. More than ever, you don't walk or ride bikes to school but you arrive in caravans of private cars that choke suburban roads and worsen rush hour traffic. You're the biggest consumers of manufactured goods ever and update perfectly good, expensive luxury items to stay trendy. Your entertainment comes from electric devices. Furthermore, the people driving your protests are the same people who insist on...
actually inflating the population growth through immigration, which increases the need for energy, manufacturing and transport. The more people we have, the more forest and bushland we clear, the more of the environment that's destroyed. How about this? Tell your teachers to switch off the aircon, walk or ride to school, switch off your devices and read a book, make a sandwich instead of buying manufactured fast food. No, none of this will happen because, the piece says, you're selfish badly educated, virtue-signalling little turds inspired by the adults around you who crave a feeling of having a noble cause while they indulge themselves in Western luxury and unprecedented quality of life. Wake up, grow up, and shut up. So, I thought he said it so well. To the, and I don't really blame the teenagers, they have been, again, used by some environmental extremists out there. But to the teenagers, anyway, into the environmental extremists. Okay, so we're going to shut down again. I asked this question yesterday. All coal, gas, and oil production. What exactly do you think you're going to have left to use in today's modern society? What do you think your life is going to be like if we did that? I don't think you've looked into it. You just assume we can shut this stuff down and and the world continues as it is. We just continue driving cars. We have air conditioning. We have food in abundance and clothing and our cell phones. Nothing changes, right? Right. 6.30. Local news. Weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. boring. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-WOODS. Six thirty-six. the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. There are a couple of people who know me on social media, well, quite a few, and they're getting around the app and sending me notes that way. Facebook, for example, and that's fine by me if you want to go ahead and do that. So for those who don't know, yeah, somebody was hacking our app. So if you can't send me messages by chat this morning, that's why we had to shut it down. Sorry about what was sent to you. Not not even like it's our fault, but okay, that that's what happens in the computer era. So we had to shut down the chat mode on the app this morning. Jim is in Casper. Uh, so... I was talking about a group of uh, teenagers. A lawsuit was filed on their behalf, which shows, once again, kids don't file their own lawsuits. They are being exploited by climate change activists in this case. And they want an end to all coal, gas, and oil production. Because not doing so is a violation of their rights. Now, that was thrown out by a judge. Jim writes, I'm tired of these whiny liberals always leaving their rights violated. Who cares, really? Not one person that believes in freedom of choice and self-sufficiency. He says, I've had my rights violated so many times I lost track. So what? I move on to another opportunity. Just keep on living. term is cowboy up comes to mind. Yeah, well, that, that would be true. And here, once again, is they have to claim victimhood status on something like this. But I still would like to have... Because they've only heard these these kids and these climate activists who are exploiting these kids. Still, when they when they put out an, a lawsuit like this and say we have to shut down all coal, gas, and oil production, just leave oil in the ground, no more oil. Well, again, let's go back and take a look at 
everything that we have because of it. And I don't think they know. In fact, I know they don't understand how much their lives would change if we just stopped all oil production today. Just like they claim, just like they said they want to do. We're just going to put a stop to it all. What does the world look like? Well, in fact, let me see if I can find real quick here. Wonder if I had, I think I've saved this. Aha, here it is. Okay. Radio is theater of the mind, right? So I'm going to bring us back in time to before we were using what we now call fossil fuels, organic fuels, really. But when we did keep coal, gas, and oil in the ground because we didn't know any better, what was the world like? Bring out today! Basically, at that right there. Yeah. Bring out this is what they're asking for, and I don't think they understand that this is what they're asking for. No one's ever explained to them. They have this idea that we're just going to go ahead and have our wind and solar and uh, panels and you know turbines and electric cars, and we're still going to have our cell phones, and our refrigerators are still going to be filled with food, and they're still going to have nice homes to live in. And when wintertime comes, they'll have heat. In the summertime, they'll have air conditioning. And they'll be able to wear all of these cool clothes and all of the other toys they play with. Modern electric skateboards and et cetera, et cetera. Just go down the line of the Internet will still exist, right? Wait until they wake up in the morning cold and the only way to keep warm is to light some animal dung on fire. I'm, I'm going to places like Africa and India where they do this. Some Asian countries where they still do this. And then in order to find food, because they got to find food for the day, they're going to have to walk to whatever work they can find. And they probably won't be able to find employment. They'll have to do some other kind of self-labor in order to create the food that they need in order to enjoy a meal. And they're not gonna like where the food comes from and how hard the, the work is. Go to some of the poorest African and Asian countries that there are and take a look at how horrible these people live. That's what these climate activists are asking for and they don't know it. They just have this idea, they have part of the story. We just. Get rid of the, the use of oil, and there we've saved the planet and kumbaya and rainbows. But they don't continue the thought process. But if we do get rid of these things, what does the world look like? How is it for humanity at that point? What do our lives become after that? Well, let's go back to the time of medieval Europe days when... People were scraping out a living quite literally in the mud and dung. That's what they're asking for. 642 Wake Up Wyoming. This weather update. Wake Up Wyoming. Start your day with Glenn Woods. Did you just hit the snooze? Really? This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Six forty-eight is the time to wake up, Wyoming. Off to the ice box we go. Frank Gambino waiting by. Uh, Frank, do you snack on stuff during the day? Well, you know, off and on. Oh, okay. Sometimes okay. chips. You know, sometimes I've right. been, uh, you know, like those, uh, you know, like like it's like a fruit 
you know, yeah. kind of a thing, you know. Fruit roll-ups? Yeah, yep, yep, oh, okay, something, okay, something okay, like that, okay. yeah. All right, because I keep, like, bananas and oranges up here, stuff like that. Now, I'm just kind of going through a list here, and I thought, okay, let, let's take a look at the kind of stuff that we thought was healthy. Frozen yogurt is just garbage. It's as bad as snacking on ice cream. So according to who and what and where and that, why? Well, according to what's in it. When you read the ingredients. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You're talking lots of calories and carbs in frozen yogurt, so forget well, well, that. No, no, that's okay. okay. Carbs um, are good. Well, are, are, the, are the candies in your co-worker's bowl that you're stealing negative calories? Is that? Uh, I, I, I don't count calories. Okay. This will please you. It'll ruin you. Yes, it is true. This will please you. Remember when they tried to feed us rice cakes? Yeah. Was, was that horrible? Oh, that was yeah, terrible. Okay. Yeah, they're not good for you. Was, was there any taste to that? No, none. What's, you might as well eat the cardboard box they come in. <laughs> Just as flavorful. And the cardboard is better for you, oh, it turns out. Brutal. Let's see. Pretzels? No. Yeah, that's like white bread with too much salt on it. Trail mix depends on what you get mixed into it. I love okay. trail mix. Yeah, I do like trail mix. It's expensive yeah. in the stores. Hey, oh, yeah. No, better just to go ahead and make your own. Oh, yeah. Don't Easy. do stuff like that. Let me see. Um, okay. Reduce fat peanut butter. Just pass. eat peanut butter. Pass. Just eat peanut butter. Yeah, better for you. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. When people bring in, especially during the holidays, like all of the different cookies and cheesecake, remember that yesterday? Ooh, oh, yeah. There's still a little bit of that left in the refrigerator if you want it, Excellent. by the way. Okay. That's not negative calories, by the way. It's not? <laughs> no. That's uh, extra calories. Oh, I was so, going to say, you needed a calculator okay. for that. You know? See, it says stay away from the sodas. Oh, and all of, all of those energy drinks, yeah, that's going to put the pounds on. Not only that, I don't. I, I don't even think they really taste very. Good. No, they don't. Oh, and by the way, when people go to the uh, the coffee shops to pick up those things, like the mocha choco latte things, there. Yeah. Okay, that's not what coffee is. No, that's a mocha loca. Yeah, that you, you might thing. as well be having a chocolate shake for breakfast with all of the calories and again other such things in there that are just going to make you really fat. At six fifty. Yes, protein bars. I'm healthy because I'm eating a protein bar. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the last resort. Women's college basketball at the Division One level. The Wyoming Cowgirls fell to 0-2 on the year with a narrow 66-64 loss to Gonzaga and Laramie last night. Gonzaga took the lead for good with a bucket with nine and a half seconds to go. Cowgirls' last, last shot was off the mark. Quinn Whiteman had 17 for UW. Grace Ellis chipped in 16. Wyoming will host Denver University on Friday. In women's junior college basketball, Casper College is 4-0, ranked 10th in the country following a couple of wins down in Sterling, Colorado over the weekend. Birds on Friday beat the Concordia KV 110-82 as Douglas native Jocelyn Igo had 18. Then on, then on Saturday, Casper beat NJC 76-51 as Igo had a dozen. Casper College will host a three-day tournament Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at the Erickson Gym, taking on Salt Lake, Western Nebraska, and NJC. The LCCC women's basketball team lost to Western Nebraska their last time out, 83-73, to drop them to 4-2 and two on the year. Hallie Hester led the way for the Golden Eagles with 18. They'll be at Utah State Eastern on Friday. Casper College men's basketball team is 4-2 and two after going 
going 2-1 and one in the Southern Idaho Tournament over the weekend. They beat Tyler, Texas on Thursday in overtime 89-88 as Jamison Epps had 22, then lost to CSI 105-75 on Friday. Kennard Richardson had 22 at 26, then beat Eastern Wyoming on Saturday 95-91 and Campman native Dalton Peterson at 16. Birds will host the Impact Academy and Dickinson State JV Friday and Saturday. The LCCC men's basketball team 2-2 two and two on the year after a 77-66 loss to the Air Force prep their last time out. The Eagles will be in, in Casper Friday and Saturday to meet the Dickinson JV and the Impact Academy. And then college football, the Wyoming Cowboys with a gigantic game on Saturday night in Laramie. They'll host Boise State. Pokes are 7-3 overall, 5-1 in Mountain West play after a 14-13 row win over Colorado State on Saturday night. Boise State after a slow start is 7-3 overall and 6-0 in the league following a 41-3 win over Nevada. What's at stake here really is a chance to play in the Mountain West Conference Championship game that will be on the 3rd of December. That's a 5 p.m. kickoff on Saturday from Laramie. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KOWB in Laramie. That's it in sports. When do we know about a bowl game for UW? Well, it'll probably be after this game, the, the, after the conclusion of the regular season, and if Wyoming plays in this Mountain West Conference Championship game yeah. after, after on the 3rd of December, then all those bids will probably come out that second week of December. Okay, how do they pick bowl games? Well, you know what? It's kind of like... Um, I'm not sure there's an exact science to the uh, on the on the okay. bowl on the bowls on the lower level on, right. on the upper ones. Well, it's all like this: like, hey, do you want to come to our bowl game, or or do you want to come to our bowl oh, game? But what is but what is thing. the best okay. matchup to get the most people there? You know, I and, see. Okay. You know, so it's based on audience draw, not on necessarily how well they did. In a roundabout way. And yeah, so okay. they want to okay. get two teams that will that'll play each other that will actually attract viewers gotcha. and attendance. There you go. No, that makes that, that makes sense because this is a business after yes. all. So yes. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up, I had no idea. I I was going for either dartboard you know, with names on it or maybe on how well the team did, but apparently not. Okay, that's fine. Coming up on local business, we have to take care of news time after that. Update on your weather forecast. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Your bills are... Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me on the cool side out there. Going to be much colder tomorrow. You heard your forecast on your local station from Don Day. He's on with me live 745 as we talk about a sudden dip in cold and some snow that will move into the area. So, all right. 888 woods the phone number, 888-97-WOODS. For those people who like to communicate with me off the app, if you got some weird messages off of that last night, you might have. That sucker was hacked, and it was shut down. So, as far as the chat option goes, uh, I can't do that with you this morning. Sorry. But that'll be cleared up, fixed, and we'll get back up and running again. But just someone noticed some, what are these really disturbing messages? And it was just someone who hacked into the system and started sending stuff out over our app. So we just shut the thing down. Sorry about that. If you want to talk to me this morning, you'll have to call 888 woods is the number here. All right, I'm going to go through a few different issues that are happening around Wyoming. And one of them, I'm going to start in Natrona County. 
Now, one of them is the Natrona County School Board. They're still having that discussion over some books that have very objectionable material in them. Now, the books are uh, ones that we've been discussing for a while on this program that some are looking at the material inside and saying, wow, this is just pornography here. What is this? And others say, well, no, it's not. We're trying to discuss issues of sexuality and so on. But I discussed it with you on the air, and I, my opinion, I cannot describe to you what's in these books. I've seen what's in the books, and I'm not allowed to describe it on the air. You'll have to go see the books for yourself. That's why I say Cowboy State Daily has done a series of really good articles, but they just went, they blur out some of what's in there, but you get the idea, and it's really graphic stuff. That's what's being discussed. Here's the latest. At the Natrona County School Board meeting on Monday, the board discussed on first reading changes to the administrative regulations regarding what books will be allowed in libraries. In other words, what's appropriate? Now, let me pause for a minute here. Some people say book banning. Not book banning. You can still get these books. I reject the idea that anyone's banning a book. You can still get these books. But is it appropriate to put some of this material in a school library? You know, Playboy and Penthouse magazine have not been banned, but you don't find them in a middle school or high school library, do you? Because it's not appropriate. That's what's being discussed here. The change, which is currently just a draft, the story says, would have a different rating system for what books are allowed in libraries, elementary, middle, and high school. In elementary school, no books would be allowed if they contain sexually explicit images or depictions of sexual acts or simulations of such acts, sexually explicit or implied written descriptions of sex acts. In middle school... No book would be allowed if they contain sexually explicit images or sexually explicit acts or simulations or following age recommendations of 14 or younger using standard review process such as book list, voya, or school library journal. And in high school, no books would be allowed if they contain sexually explicit images or sexually explicit acts or simulation of such acts. That's what they're discussing right now. The proposal would also require libraries to have a list of materials that are available to students that parents are allowed to prevent their kids from well, reading certain books. And I say reading because, look, um, you can stop a kid from checking out a book. But what's to stop a kid? Let's say, let's say you're a parent and you're looking at a particular book and you say, this is just far too graphic. I don't, want my, I don't want my kid looking at this. Well, the kid doesn't check it out from the library, but he finds it in the library and he finds a quiet place to go sit and look at it. So, yeah, can you prevent him from that? All right. Like with previous meetings, the story says many people spoke for and against the books with people that had previously spoken out against the book speaking in favor of the policy and those who had spoken in favor of the books pointing out issues with the policy that they hope get addressed. And then the story we have here on the Wake Up Wyoming website goes into a little bit more detail on that. And as I say, if you want to see what's in the books, Cowboy State Daily has one of their stories up. And as always, Cowboy State Daily just shows you what's in the book. It's pretty graphic. If you notice some things are blurred out, well, they decided to go ahead and do that because it's that explicit. All right, so that's one story for you. Another story. Let me see if I have the right now. I hate it when it does this. 
Uh, I I click on a story, and I, I know you guys have, have done this too. And then all of a sudden, it decides, hey, we're going to redirect you to this. No, that's not what I wanted you to do. All right, here we go. Get around the redirect here. Okay, so we're still in Natrona County. We're in just in the city of Casper right now. Casper residents share thoughts on anti-discrimination law before city council's 8-1 to second reading vote. On Tuesday, Casper City Council amended a proposed new anti-discrimination ordinance, adding definitions and terms to the language that clarify mere speech does not constitute punishable act of discrimination. So in other words, if you're mouthing off and you say something that offends somebody else, there's a difference between your freedom of speech and actually taking acts of discrimination against people. After adopting the amendment on language, the city council proceeded to advance the proposed new ordinance on an eight-to-one second reading. Council member Steve Cathy was the dissenting vote before it became municipal. All city council would need to pass the proposal one in one more reading. So a memo from the city attorney, along with documents showing the amendments, added to the ordinance as Tuesday are available. And you can go ahead online and read all of that to find out exactly what's in the state of Wyoming. Now, here's what interesting, what I think is interesting, and I would hope that all the voices get heard on this. So one gentleman who was testifying, if you, if you will, this is a quote. Growing up gay in the state of Wyoming can be very difficult. I've watched my peers enjoy relationships free of judgment and persecution and hate. Uh, and partners with myself couldn't walk down the street together holding hands without being, you know, slurs and stuff like that. Okay. Now, there's that. But then there's another friend of mine who would say, because he has said flat out to my face, he's he's also a homosexual. And he says, I don't want this ordinance. So I would like him to show up as well. But then there's a difference, though, is if, let's say, uh, a couple is walking down the street holding hands and they hear somebody mouth off something just stupid, some kind of slur against them, uh, are those people to be arrested for their opinions? Are we talking about that here, or are we talking about workplace discrimination, something like that? All right. In many cases, I look at this and I think, you know, we already have laws on the books. And one of the reasons that I often find myself against something like this personally is because we already have laws on the books against discrimination as it is anyway. And so we don't need our local city councils or county commissions discussing things like this. But there's also a difference between I know there's a lot of hate out there on many different levels. But you've got to be very careful about crossing a line between somebody's stupid opinion and arresting somebody for their stupid opinion. And that's where the discussion really gets a hold of. What are we doing here with the ordinance? Is it, Are we talking workplace discrimination? Or like this gentleman says, he'd like to be able to walk down the street without being harassed. Hmm, how far do you go with something like this? This is part of what's being discussed. But also I take a look at many of the laws that they are trying to discuss here. And I'm thinking, yeah, but we already have things in place for this. So why are we doing that at the local level? It's on second reading right now. 
So it has to go through another reading. So if you're someone who would like to get your opinion in, if you're for the ordinance or against the ordinance, I'd say a good time is to find out when do they bring this up next in front of the Casper City Council and go tell them what you think about it. Because right now the thing passes. There's only one dissenter, and so the thing is sailing right through, and it's going to go ahead and pass. So if you have any objection to it, now's the time to speak up. If you're in favor of it, now's the time to speak up. Because right now the city council in Casper is just sailing anti-discrimination thing right through. Again, my main objection is we already have laws in place. 716 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. 97 Woods or chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Once a time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. I'm going to play one more time, and then next hour I play all three. So the latest episode of Social Justice Warrior is out. I have it right here. About to click the button. But in the 8 o'clock hour, I'm going to play, because so far it's a three-part series. It will be four-part in total. But this is episode three. This is the one that you and I put together. We put this together. It was mentioned that Social Justice Warrior needs a car like a Batmobile, so I tossed that out there. And, of course, then the idea comes, well, it's got to be an electric car. Miss Mary said, well, it's got to be his mommy's car that he took without her permission. And, of course, he's got to go chasing his evil nemesis, average white guy, who's driving a big diesel truck. So in the last episode... He had to wait all night long for his electric car to charge, well, his mommy's electric car to charge before he could go after average white guy. Now that the vehicle is charged, he's sitting around waiting for average white guy to leave his house so he can get into a car chase with him. Well, that finally happened. We now return you to another thrilling episode of Social Justice Warrior. In our last episode, our exciting car chase has begun. As average white guy takes off in his big diesel-powered pickup truck, a rolling coal, of course. Then our Social Justice Warrior is in pursuit in an electric vehicle that he stole from his mom, which runs on unicorn farts. Let's join the exciting chase. Our social justice warrior has prematurely run out of unicorn farts. <laughs> Take that mask off. I can't understand you. <laughs> Both of them. The plexiglass face shield, too. Lord, it's hard to breathe with all of that. If the chase is over... What's the matter? Run out of unicorn farts? Well, you know, cold weather causes shrinkage in electric vehicles. Get out of the car. What are you going to do to me? I'm going to be neighborly and charge your car for you. Stick this in your tailpipe. This diesel truck can charge your vehicle, and we need to get your pink Mary Kay car back to your mom before she wakes up. I really don't have to. <laughs> oh, this is sheer torture. 
Commission for our Social Justice Warrior. Will this car be charged in time to get it home before Mommy wakes up? No, this is going to cause nightmares for real. Join us next week as our Social Justice Warrior tries to explain this to Mommy. So in the 8 o'clock hour, I'll begin by playing all three that we have so far of these episodes for those who need to catch up and those people who just want to hear it. All right, a couple of other stories, and I'm just kind of going through several all at once here just to get you guys kind of caught up on some news here. Uh, One of the stories is since we now have the president's war on oil and gas drilling, here's a report I found that says... Well, it's going to hurt our national parks. Now, as you know, I don't need to tell you guys this, Wyoming makes a lot of money, not just on coal, gas, and oil, but tourism. Okay, so let's go ahead and hurt that, too. The Biden administration, the story says, is jeopardizing the funding for national parks by rejecting federal oil and gas leasing, as leasing royalties provide significant sums of money to fund conservation efforts, according to Western Energy Alliance. The Great American Outdoors Act, which was signed into law August 2020, funds national parks infrastructure and maintenance projects by taxing oil and natural gas development on federal lands and waters, according to the Interior Department. Although 94% of the total $2.8 billion in annual conservation funds is provided by oil and gas royalties, the Biden administration wants to put the squeeze on all of this. So where are they going to put – I guess they're going to have to get money from somewhere else? Quote, we have an administration pursuing energy transition policies based on – well, not on reality. So it's inevitable that they likewise don't understand the consequences of those policies, according to the president of the Western Energy Alliance. Told the Daily Caller News Foundation, just as energy sources favor, well, results in scarcity, what they're doing here, we're going to be scarce on energy. That means not a lot of people will be visiting these parks. And again, that's a lot of what Wyoming does, tourism to parks like this. We won't be able to maintain the parks as well because a lot of the money that goes into maintaining these parks comes from oil, gas, and coal. The uh, GAOA allocates about $1.9 billion in funding from onshore energy royalties to help restore campgrounds, repair park trails, those outhouses that you guys use out there, any place. If you're out in the wilderness and you got to poop, well, that's where the money comes from and stuff like this. The law also provides about $900 million annually for the Land Water Conservation Fund. So in other words, for all of the eco-warriors out there, and they take a look at how America spends money on making sure that our lands are pristine, especially our parks are well-maintained, where do you think the money has been coming from? Coal, gas, and oil. So you guys want to shut this down. Here's one more thing that you're hurting. Roughly $4.4 billion in onshore energy revenues were made available for maintenance program in 2021, with oil and gas development accounting for about $4 billion of that sum, according to the Interior Office National Resource Revenue. Meanwhile, about $4.3 billion in offshore royalty revenues were made available in 2021, with oil and gas responsible for roughly all 
of the funding. However, just $11.5 million would have been available in 2021 to support conservation initiatives and so on. Uh, what, very little, basically what they're getting into, very little of this, if any, is provided by what they call green energy. But, of course, it's not green energy. So your wind and solar panels and so on are not providing really any money for conservation projects. So, once again, for the eco-warriors out there, what has been maintaining our pristine lands across America? Well, funding from coal, gas, and oil. Now you know. Coming up on 7.30, got a look at local news coming your way. Update on your weather forecast right after that. Don Day will be on at 7.45. Don Day is going to explain that sudden dip in temperatures that happens overnight tonight with a little bit of snow involved. Just wake up, Wyoming. You do with the Wake Up Wyoming app. Free download for Apple and Android. This is K2 Radio. Thirty-six to time. Wake up, Wyoming. All right, Don Day with his weather forecast coming on in a few minutes from now. Mainly got to hear him because big dip in temperatures coming overnight tonight with a little bit of snow coming in along with that. Did you know Campbell County has Wyoming's highest prison rate? Teton County has the lowest. Campbell County. What is with? Well, I would assume that that's because look, I read a story a while back about Gillette, Wyoming, when they first had their big energy boom which had to do with, of course, coal at the time, but also oil was found in the area. And a lot of roughnecks came into the area, and the most dangerous town in Wyoming was Gillette because of all the roughneck guys that came in there to work. And it was pretty much a lawless town. It was just a very dangerous town to live in way back when all of that started. The story from Cowboy State Daily says, defendants in Campbell County courts are about six times more likely to go to a Wyoming prison than those in Teton County. And when there's also because better lawyers in Teton County? I just tossed that out there. People sentenced out of Campbell County have the highest average prison count per capita, according to a three-year average provided Wyoming Department of Corrections. The ratio held true October 25th when a snapshot count revealed once again Campbell County had a higher percentage of its county in prison than pretty much anywhere else in Wyoming. Again, what is it with you guys? In Cam- well, I think I know why, but all right. However, not all of the people who make up their prison percentage are from Campbell County. The numbers refer to people who were sentenced to prison out of each county. So there's multiple factors. Scott Matheny, Campbell County Sheriff, attributes part of the difference, but not all, to having capable people on the right side of the law. Quote, we have some good judges and some good lawyers. Now, I also wonder... If he's going to say that, is it because Teton County, the people who get arrested there have better lawyers and can hire multiple lawyers? I don't know. I'm just tossing stuff out there. He also theorized that parole revocations could account for another factor. Campbell and Laramie and Natrona counties all contain adult community corrections facilities known as halfway houses. So in Campbell County, it's the Volunteers of America booth hall. All uh, there's a lot of times he says we are as a police uh, officers or a police department in Campbell County responding 
to their facilities. He said, you know what we need to terminate this uh, client, you know, is to get them out of the area. They, the offender, they come here to jail. They don't want to go back to prison. They go into the halfway house, but they're not playing by the rules, essentially. Sweetwater County, who is the seat of Rock Springs, had the second highest percentage of people. There was a time when Sweetwater County would have been number one. Neither the Sweetwater County Sheriff nor attorney returned calls to uh, for this story here. Laramie County also had a halfway house, the Cheyenne Transitional Center, but only about 0.26% of the county's 100, 100 uh, well, all of the residents was in prison on average. So the percentage puts it below uh, 12 of the Wyoming 23 counties. However, Laramie County had the highest differential between state prison population. So while the community makes up about 17.4% of the state's population during those three years, it sent the prison system just 14.1% of total inmates that are actually in the prison. I like this one, Jail Door Spinning. That's a good title for the next section. Chief Kozak, he's there in Laramie County, said he hopes to improve treatment and counseling options. In other words, this and, and they talk about things like meth and fentanyl and other drugs are a big part of the problem there. Of course, there's a lot of reasons why. This is where I say a lot of times, in many cases, the answer to whatever the person, someone who continually, continually gets in trouble with the law... Just throwing them in jail is not always the answer. That doesn't mean, folks, that I have the answer. But just throwing them behind bars, they get out and they do it again. And by the way, go talk to, next time you have a chance, if you ever have a chance to talk to a district attorney, a sheriff, a police chief, or even just your regular cop on the beat, ask them how often they end up arresting the same person over and over and over again. And you find, I don't think surprisingly at all, I think it makes complete sense, you'll find that most of the people that get arrested over and over and over again are committing most of the crimes in town. It's not like you live in a town filled with lawlessness. There's a small group of people who just can't seem to get it right. And they just keep getting arrested over and over again, which is why a police officer track somebody down, and while they're arresting them, the officer's thinking, oh, you again. How you been? 742, Wake Up Wyoming. Talk Radio's got chat on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app, and get your opinions straight to the studio with K2 Radio. Seven forty-five is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Off we go to Don Day with day weather. Don, I would start by saying, hey, kind of cold this morning, but you ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah, it's gonna feel warm where we are right now. Twenty-four hours from now, uh, we're gonna be half this warm. So enjoy, enjoy the yeah, balmy right. Wednesday. Possibly. Does this now? Okay, this weather that comes in, it comes in tonight for most everybody, right? Yes, it's okay. north to south. This Arctic front is pushing into Montana right now. The real Arctic push is going to happen after sundown. Okay. Uh, for, for the Casper area, it's going to be uh, late evening.
for Cheyenne and Laramie, it's going to be more like towards just before sunup. Okay. All right. Now, does this come in? I know it comes in with a little bit of snow, right? Yeah, but just enough. Just okay. enough that uh, I would say that most of you out there should should expect one to three inches. Okay. Uh, the water content with this snow is low. But when it's this cold, the snow stacks up to different. And so uh, it'll be enough to cover things up. Yeah. Um, I expect the south side of Casper, Casper Mountain, to get a little bit more than that. The mountains will get a little bit more. But it's going to be the kind of snow, Glen that it's going to make it slick. So I am expecting uh, okay. some, some travel problems tomorrow. Okay, take it easy tomorrow then. All right, now wind with us? Some. As some. the initial okay. front comes in and during the day-to-day, it will be windy. I, you know, By our standards, this is nuisance wind. But we're talking 30, 35 miles an hour in sure. gusts. And then yeah. you combine that with the air temperatures, burr. You know, it's kind of chilly out there. Okay, now, having said that, that kind of makes the overnight and into Thursday a bit, you know, maybe on the somewhat miserable side. We've seen worse than this. But now we do have, I think, a pretty good exit strategy over the weekend. Yeah, it's not going to be real warm. Uh, We're not going to have a quick warm-up. But the worst of the cold will be over by overnight Friday and the Saturday morning. Saturday, we make a little progress, a little bit more on Sunday. Now, average temperatures... For this time of year are in the upper 40s so we're not gonna get there till maybe monday or tuesday um so what we're looking at doing is maybe getting back to average but if you're looking for like a a chinook that gets us into the 60s you know 50s now nah, not gonna do it okay and i've been asked by a couple of people but don't we usually get a big snowstorm that surprises us around now don't we get a bit, yeah, that, 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 that's what they said to me i kind of looked at them and went i don't know it yeah happens. what happens happens i don't know <laughs> yeah what happens happens is right i mean we were we we had i tell every i'm telling everybody that we had the best fall ever i okay. don't know how you could say that we had anything other than the best fall See, ever. you know that no matter what you program there in your office somebody's going to complain yeah, that's right. Okay. So, no, I, I had someone complaining vociferously about this very yes. cold weather that's moved in lately. And I said, where was where were the thank yous in October? Yeah, exactly know? right. And exactly. if we did have a big snowstorm, they were complaining that we had a big snowstorm. Well, there you go. So exactly. uh, to my answer to those people, I'll say it because you can't, Don. Shut up. Okay. Hey, Don, have a great day. Okay, off we go. Well, no, I mean, no matter what happens, somebody, I don't understand. It's not supposed to be like this. It, 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 it's never the same year after year. Speaking of cold, off we go to the icebox over here. Frank Cambino waiting by. I complain about the weather all the time. Okay. And, and my thing is that, like, with snow, it is personal safety to get from point A to point B. There you go, yeah. That is the issue. That's the key, yeah, yeah. And I like, now, I have complained, well, I, let me back up, not complain. I had a friend of mine move to Wyoming a while back, and he had never driven in snow, ever. Now, my explanation to him is, so you drive like you have, you're in a small car, but you're hauling a big trailer that is overloaded with weight which means you're going to have to take longer to stop. You can't start too fast. You'll just spin your tires. Mm -hmm. You have to make wide, slow turns. Mm -hmm. That's how you drive with a big trailer. Now, I heard another one. Imagine that your grandmother is sitting in the back seat, and she has a carton of eggs that's open in her lap. 
Now, how would you drive in that case? Um, yeah. like, like grandma. Exactly right. That's how you drive in the snow and ice out there. So it's, it's just that simple. I always, if I complain to anybody, it's those people who drive like they have something to prove. And they're the ones who put not only their lives in danger, but everybody else. But you heard Don Day. It's, it'll be slick tomorrow. All right. We, we'll, we'll make okay. it. You know. We've seen worse snow. But it's that light, slick stuff that we worry about. Now, having said that, you really don't have any games. No, 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 no. no, no nope, 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 nope. Not during that time. You know, not not, not for the rest of this week as far as Yeah, you know, okay. So, I mean, to me, it can snow a million inches. Oh, okay. I don't so care. You're, you're basically just not going anywhere. No, I'm, you know, I'll, and if I'm going anywhere, I'll figure it out. Or I won't. Yeah, okay. I'm the guy who I take a look at something. I've already stocked up. I'm not like I'm expecting a big storm, but I just oh we got some weather coming. I'll put a few extra things in the fridge and stuff like that. Glenn, I think I think you're a secret hoarder of essentials. Yeah, not toilet paper though. No, <laughs> no, America made that mistake already. All righty, we'll talk about women's college basketball at the Division One level. And the Wyoming Cowgirls did lose to Gonzaga and Laramie last night, 66-64. So they're 0-2 on the year. Gonzaga took the lead in this very close game with the bucket with nine and a half seconds to go, and the Cowgirls' last shot was off the mark. Quinn White with 17 for UW. Grace Ellis chipped in 16. Denver will host uh, Wyoming will host Denver University on Friday. In women's junior college basketball, Casper College is 4-0, the ranked 10th in the country. Following a couple of wins down in Sterling, Colorado over the weekend, the Birds on Friday beat the Concordia JV 110-82 as Douglas native Jocelyn Igo at 18. Then on Saturday, Casper beat NJC 76-51 as Igo had a dozen. Casper College will host a three-day tournament Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at the Erickson Gym taking on Salt Lake, Western Nebraska and NJC. The LCCC women's basketball team lost to Western Nebraska their last time out, 83-73 to drop to 4-2 and on the year. Hallie Hester led the way for the Golden Eagles with 18. They'll be at Utah State Eastern on Friday. The Casper College men's basketball team 4-2 and after going 2-1 and in the Southern Idaho Tournament over the weekend. They beat Tyler, Texas on Thursday in overtime, 89-88 as Jamison Epps at 22. They lost to CSI, 105-75 on Friday. Kennard Richardson at 26 for the Birds. And then Casper beat Eastern Wyoming on Saturday, 95-91 and Campman native Dalton Peterson with 16. Birds will host the Impact Academy and the D- Dickinson State GV on Friday and Saturday. The LCCC men's basketball team 2-2 two and two on the year after a 77-66 loss to the Air Force Prep. The, the Eagles will be in Casper Friday and Saturday to meet the D- Dickinson JV and the Impact Academy. In college football, the Wyoming Cowboys with a gigantic game on Saturday night in Larry. They're going to host Boise State. Folks are 7-3 overall, 5-1 in Mountain West play after a 14-13 row win over Colorado State on Saturday night. Boise State, after a slow start, a 7-3 overall, 6-0 in league play, following a 41-3 win over Nevada. What's at stake here is a chance to play in the Mountain West Conference Championship game. That will be December the 3rd. That's a 5 p.m. kickoff from Laramie uh, on Saturday night. We'll have that for you on Keechee Radio and Casper and KOWB in Laramie. That's it in sports. Okay, I have for you next hour a, a treat for you. Oh, Rick, really? I lined this up. We got into a different discussion, so I put it aside. Okay. I went and just took a look. You know, people are fans at a game, and they hold up homemade signs. Yes. And I thought, okay, what are some of the funniest signs that people have ever held up? And I have a list. Oh, and, 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 it, and it goes with all sports. Oh, yeah. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. I, and, not, and not like girls saying, like, please marry me. Yeah, or stuff, stuff like that. No, no, like no, that, no. We're know? talking some really hysterical stuff, which 
The few times that I ever did watch any part of a sporting event on television, I loved it when the cameraman and the commentators focused in on somebody who wrote something just so hysterical they couldn't ignore it. <laughs> it kills so, time, right? That's next hour. Yeah. All right, thank you, Frank. Hey, by the way, folks, next hour, I have the latest episode of Social Justice Warrior. This is the car chasing. Been teasing this all morning long. So episode one, two, and the latest one, three, of that car chase episode. I'll play first thing next hour. You're welcome. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Six of time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. It is officially a Wednesday. It's just a nice day out there. But you know, again, you heard me talking to Don Day at 745. Yeah, we did some changes overnight and temperatures drop, some snow comes in. Not a major event, but still significant drop in some snow. We'll keep you up to date on that. All right. For those people who like to message me on the Wake Up Wyoming app, which I really do appreciate it. Just to let you know, the basics of the story is, last night off of the app, people started getting some really weird and inappropriate messages. And so we shut the app down and found out, whoops, somebody hacked. Okay. So the thing was just shut off until that can get cleaned up, which is happening right now. So if you've been trying to send me text messages off of the app, sorry. But that is being addressed quickly to get it back up and running. Because one of the ways that we talk every single morning is through the Wake Up Wyoming chat option on the app, which you can still download the app at your app store. Hacking does not affect you. It's not on your end. You don't have to worry about that. It's on our end. It can't get to you. But it was on our end. And that's what's being addressed right now. And the one thing that disappoints me, even if it's gone for just a day, is part of what we do in this program. I often like to brag that this program is heard from the Montana border down past Denver and just as wide. And it's not just the radio stations that carry the program. It's people who are on the app hitting chat and talking. And that's why I read those messages on the air and type back to those folks. So as soon as we can get that back up, which will probably be today, you know, maybe a little bit after the show, then we'll get to doing that again. Uh, and I, I would apologize, but I didn't do it. It was somebody else out there. Just I Sometimes there are some people, you know what I mean, right? All right. So thanks to you guys, and a lot of this came out over the app. Some of it was phone calls, but a lot of this came out over the app. I was thinking about an idea out loud about our character, the social justice warrior. And wouldn't it be great if he had a sort of like his own version of a Batmobile? And you guys started helping me out on that. Well, it's got to be an electric vehicle. Miss Mary chimes in. It's got to be his mom's car that he took without her permission. And on and on it went. 
And so we built these episodes up. Now, episode three of a four-part series is now ready to go. And I've been promising since earlier this morning I was going to play all three episodes back-to-back. But first, we can't do that without a disclaimer. Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, Torons, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Okay, starting with episode one, as you and I, and I mean those, because this was audience participation, to write and produce these episodes. So we start with episode one of The Car Chase. We now return you to another thrilling episode of Social Justice Warrior. On this week's episode, the bad guy is getting away. If only the Social Justice Warrior had his own version of the Batmobile. But, you know, more like a Ecomobile or something like that. There's something that runs on unicorn farts, whatever. My evil nemesis, average white guy, has just done the most dastardly deed. You just hate that diesel-powered truck he bought, don't you? Get worse? He named his truck Gary. So? So that's assuming the truck's gender. And then he went out and bought those truck nuts and put them underneath the trailer hitch. So what are you going to do about it? Sneak out in the middle of the night and neuter the truck? He's getting away. He's going to the store to buy some bread. Quick, to the binary mobile. Sorry. The what? Well, if Batman can have his Batmobile. You mean your mom's car? Don't tell her I'm taking it. She was really pissed last time. So you're going to chase a diesel truck with an all-electric car? Oh, sure. Why not? Well, for one thing, it's still charging. Well, that could take all night. Oh, it will. I'm sure the average white guy will be back from buying a loaf of bread by then. It's so hard being an eco-friendly crime fighter. Join us next week as our social justice warrior chases down the bad guy in his uh, binary mobile. Do whatever. That car's getting help from everybody for episode two. Somebody had to chime in. Wouldn't it be a non-binary mobile? Yeah, okay, correct that one in the next one here. But, of course, he has to wait all night long for the vehicle to charge. And then what's the point of chasing him? You're going to have to wait until average white guy leaves his house again, episode two. We now return you to another thrilling episode of Social Justice Warrior. In our last episode, Social Justice Warrior was laying around waiting for his mother's electric car to charge so he could chase the bad guy. Unfortunately, it took all night to charge, and so the bad guy had a chance to go to the grocery store, get some bread and milk, and come home, watch some late-night TV, and sleep until morning. But now, daylight, and our warrior is ready for the chase. 
at last, the non-binary mobile is charged, and I can chase down my evil nemesis, average white guy. Better hurry. Your mom needs to go to work soon. She'll need her car back. Oh, don't tell her. I said I wouldn't, so what are you waiting for? Uh, well, if I'm going to get into a car chase, I have to wait for him to leave home, don't I? You're in luck. He's getting in his... heck is that noise? Unicorn farts. Oh, this is exciting. The chase is on. Will our hero catch his evil nemesis, average white guy? And what exactly is he going to do with them once he catches them? Join us next time for another thrilling episode of Social Justice Warrior. So, yesterday I put the third episode together. Third episode is not the final. There's one more. And the third episode is the actual car chase. So what does it sound like for a electric vehicle, or in other words, a vehicle that runs on unicorn farts, to chase a diesel-powered vehicle? I had to close the studio door to produce this because I was just laughing like a stupid idiot the entire time I was doing it. I'm just go ahead and admit that right now. The voice of the social justice warrior sidekick and roommate... They live, by the way, in his mom's basement where they're six months behind on a rent. That's the Dan from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. The voice of average white guy. That's Fire Pit Paul. He's, uh, you'll hear him on this episode. He's from Cheyenne, Wyoming. And I do the announcer voice, and I'm the voice of the Social Justice Warrior, Episode 3. We now return you to another thrilling episode of Social Justice Warrior. In our last episode, our exciting car chase has begun. As average white guy takes off in his big diesel-powered pickup truck, a rolling coal, of course. Then our Social Justice Warrior is in pursuit. In an electric vehicle that he stole from his mom, which runs on unicorn farts. Let's join the exciting chase. a cold night, and that means our social justice warrior has prematurely run out of unicorn farts. <laughs> Take that mask off. I can't understand you. <laughs> Both of them. The plexiglass face shield, too. Lord, it's hard to breathe with all of that. If the chase is over... What's the matter? Run out of unicorn farts? Well, you know, cold weather causes shrinkage in electric vehicles. Get out of the car. What are you going to do to me? I'm going to be neighborly and charge your car for you. Stick this in your tailpipe. This diesel truck can charge your vehicle, and we need to get your pink Mary Kay car back to your mom before she wakes up. Oh, this is sheer torture. 
charging for our social justice warrior. Will this car be charged in time to get it home before mommy wakes up? No, this is going to cause nightmares for real. Join us next week as our social justice warrior tries to explain this to mommy. Next week will be episode four, the final in the series. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Here's your morning update of the Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888 Woods for the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Once a time, Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Now, the Wake Up Wyoming app, uh, right now, the chat mode is not working. We had to shut it down. There was a hacker, so we shut it down. Sorry if there was any problems out there. but So I, I haven't been able to just answer people like I do every single morning, which I love doing because people send me notes by hitting the chat option. We'll get that up and running real fast here. But meantime, I get this as a email. Glenn, I listen to you in the morning while driving to work. Only station I can get from Marble, Colorado, near Carbondale, Colorado. Your comments about the green lawsuit on behalf of children is right on. For those people who didn't hear that earlier this morning, let me catch you up on that. So there was a group out there of environmentalists, extremists. And like they do with Greta, you know, remember her, Greta Thunberg, other people like that, they exploit kids. We're doing this to save the kids. So they file a lawsuit on behalf of the kids and try to make it look like it was the kids who filed the lawsuit, which is not the case. Now, part of that lawsuit was filed in Wyoming court, but other courts around the country as well. What they want to do is, well, you've got to stop all oil production, coal and gas, natural gas production. You have to stop it all. We do. Really? Okay. If we stopped all of that, they want to do this to save the planet. Okay. If we stopped all of well, in, the reasoning is because we are violating their rights. By using coal, gas, and oil, we are violating their rights. Okay. Oh, uh, let me see. Yes, yes, Miss Mary, would you do me a favor? I will need an update on that meeting because I'm not able to attend it. And I think Tom knows that I'm not able to attend that meeting. But thank you for doing that. Okay. So um, here here they have, I'm sorry, just an inter-office little memo thing going around. Okay. So they're doing this because they think they're saving the planet. And their argument is using coal, gas, and oil harms the planet, therefore violates our rights. Okay, so I said, well, hang on a second, kids. Not only does it not uh, violate our rights in any way, and by the way, kids, you guys, you folks, are being manipulated by a bunch of environmentalists, by the way. But I'd like you to picture for just a moment, if you would, not just the kids involved in this, but also the adults who are taking advantage of these kids involved in this. I want you to picture for a moment what the world would be like without coal, gas, and oil. Just stop for a moment and think, what would the world be like if we did everything that they're saying that we should do in order to save the planet? We would basically go back to this. Bring out your dead. Bring out your dead. Remember how filthy that period is, right? Bring out 
Yeah, okay. Now, just remember how filthy, and there are places in the world that are still like that. Some African nations, some European nations, people are still living in those conditions, that kind of squalor. The disease and death toll is horrible. They don't have any electricity, no running water. None of the conveniences that you and I join. All right, so our friend from Colorado sends this note. I wish the judge could look at the parents, kids, adults in the courtroom and say, before I make your decision, raise your hand if you have a cell phone, if you arrived here in a vehicle and it does have tires, if you own a computer, if you're wearing a coat with a warm nylon layer, if you like bread, potatoes, green veggies with dinner, do you have heat in your home for the winter? Do you think wind turbines and solar is enough to power your vehicle or uh, keep you warm? They freeze up in the winter. He says, of course, I could go on. You'll have none of these items to enjoy as oil, organic resources remain untapped in the ground. The Green New Deal addresses none of these issues. Followers of the lawsuit need to do their research. In this case, uh, it... And the case is dismissed, by the way. It has been dismissed. Blessings, she says. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for that note. I thought that was pretty well written. But, yeah, it's a good idea to show people you really want to keep this in the ground. This is what you're telling us. You want to keep all of this in the ground. Do you understand, honestly, do you understand what you're asking for here and how how we will as a species be taken back to a time when well, we lived in complete squalor and disease. Remember, the before coal, gas, and oil, if somebody lived into their 30s, and I mean that literally, lived into their 30s, maybe, maybe, maybe 40s, that was considered old. Today, we have people who live into their 80s and 90s and are very healthy, active people. There's a lot of people that I personally know and I'm really impressed with that are in their 80s and they are as active as ever before. Not just physically, but mentally really active people. And in part, this is because of coal, gas, and oil that keeps us fed, keeps us warm, Clothed, not just energy to keep us warm, helps us with travel, helps us with disease. Yes, it fights disease. And not just like germ disease, but heart disease and all sorts of other things. Go take a look at what doctors use and how much of it is petroleum-based anyway. And no, we're not going to replace that energy with some wind turbines and solar panel. It doesn't work that way. There's not enough. It doesn't provide enough. California, although they haven't admitted, has found that out. European countries have found that out, and they're turning their coal power plants back on. So this lawsuit that was filed on behalf of kids, as they say, on behalf of kids, this lawsuit, really which is exploiting kids, never explains to the kids what the world would really be like if we did everything that these eco-extremists are demanding that we do. I'd like for them to wake up one morning without anything, nothing nothing from coal, gas, and oil exists anymore, and they wake up 
and live in that world. For me, let's just give them a week. Shall only last. Coming up on 8.30. We got some local news and your weather forecast coming your way. Wake up, Wyoming. Save Wyoming from boring morning radio. That man is Glenn Woods. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Eight thirty-six. The time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right. Open phones. Triple eight ninety-seven. What's the phone number? Eight 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 ninety-seven. W O O D. As you can talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject fine by me. I just kind of roll with it. And like usually, I've covered a lot this morning. I know that. But that's part of what I like to do to make sure we get a lot of... I hate being the host, and I don't ever want to be the host, that picks on one topic all morning long. Now, just curious. I'm going to toss this out for you guys to let you think about and maybe answer. Again, triple eight ninety seven wood So last night, former President Trump said he's going to run for re-election. Okay, I'm just going to tell you, not not my opinion on it, just what I've heard. There are those who, yay, Trump's running again, go get him, and they want Trump to win, they want Trump to be president again. Fine. Then there are those who, well, appreciate what he did, but enough with the drama already. Let's instead, let's go do something different here, and maybe a Mike Pence type or something like that. But let's find somebody different because this is just not good for the country or the Republican Party. There's just too much drama with this guy. Let's do something else. So there's that party. They're not against Trump. They don't hate the guy. They just are done with the drama, right? And I've heard that from people, not just nationally, but personally as well. Then there are those people who just hate his guts. So depends. Who are we talking to as to what kind of an answer we get out of this? So just think about that for a minute. So we get into 2024. One of your candidates on the Republican ticket is going to be former President Trump. In Trump's mind, that means he just sails through the process and gets the nomination, and there we go. But I look at it, and I think, well, and I'm not, again, I'm not giving an opinion here. I'm just, and I, polls are dumb. Predictions are stupid. At this point where we are now... I look at it and I think, well, I don't think Trump gets the nomination as easily as he thinks. I think he'll do really well in the process, but does he end up being the nominee again? There has been so much controversy surrounding him that even those people who have been supporters of his are saying, yeah, let's look at other options right now. So I wondered if he would even get the nomination. But anyway, you tell me at this point, because we're two years out so we've got a while before we decide anything, right? All right, triple eight ninety seven Woods is the phone number eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Then there's this one, Cowboy State Daily. Story says Wyoming could soon outlaw spanking in schools. Well, now we've talked about this before. Wyoming could soon outlaw corporal punishment. State law makes public school teachers, principals, and superintendents immune from civil, civil and criminal liability using reasonable, this is in quotes, reasonable corporal discipline 
if a student uh, is you know, punished in this way, allowed on school property. has to be on school property during, while school is up and running, right? The Wyoming Legislative Joint Education Committee on Tuesday voted to remove, remove that immunity from the law. If the repeal passes the entire legislature and lawmaking session, that begins in January, school staffers who physically discipline children could face criminal charges, such as battery or civil lawsuits. Now, in in this case, though, it's a matter of getting permission from the parents. So, in other words, before the school, but the principal, whoever spanks a child, they have to go to the parent and say, can we spank a child? While that has been allowed in school districts around Wyoming, the vast majority of schools, in fact, I don't know of any, correct me if I'm wrong, that actually do it. Jeff Jones, principal, Tongue River Middle School, Ranchester, reported to the committee that Wyoming's 48 school districts only still allows one, one still allows corporal punishment in its policy. When interviewed, however, district superintendent didn't know if the policy still allowed it, as Jones said. That district, well, uh, Jones told Cowboy State Daily, is Niobrara School District. Jones cited his doctorate dissertation completed last year, which he analyzed Wyoming public schools and corporal punishment. He said Wyoming schools have reported no such incident of corporal punishment of any kind since 2012. Of school administrations, he interviewed 90% disagree that the practice should be legal in the state. Don't think, do not think it should be legal in the state. No longer any place for it in Wyoming public schools, says Jones. Senator Affy Ellis, Republican Cheyenne, asked whether the committee should craft some further penalty beyond repealing immunity for the practice. Jones says, well, there should be. Senator Bo Biteman, Republican Ranchester, wondered if it would be superfluous. If we've removed immunity from civil and criminal liability, if you engage in activity, wouldn't that technically be assault? I think the point is taken, said Allison. And she did not propose the amendment. She said that she had a larger frustration regarding school districts who did not follow the legislative directives. There were 13 committee members in favor of repealing, one against. House Majority Floor Representative Albert Summers, he is a Republican of Pinedale, was the lone no vote against the repeal. Ava was called by reporters and declined to make any kind of comment on anything like that. But again, I remember bringing that story to you a while back uh, on this, and now we see it's moved into the legislative session here. So we'll see what they do with it if they repeal it. I do agree with the idea that this would technically be considered assault at that point because it's not allowed in the school. You wouldn't have to make a, a law, in other words, saying if corporal punishment is not allowed in Wyoming schools, therefore the teacher gets or principal or whoever gets punished because it would already be considered assault. So it would be a redundant punishment or law, if you will. And beforehand, in order to corporally punish somebody, well, we would have to have permission from the parents in the first place. Now, of that one school district that I mentioned that still allows it, they haven't done it in forever. So why not just go ahead and get rid of it is just just a thought. This is where they're at right now. 
uh, with deciding this whole thing. It looks to me, I think at this point, they just kind of throw the whole thing out and say, okay, no more corporal punishment in the state of Wyoming. I mean, we're not doing it anyway anymore, right? All right. One more story for you for this segment. And I just, and first off, uh, I got to compliment somebody. Hold on a minute. Miss Mary's back. So, Miss Mary, uh, your picture for this story about the $8 billion and your picture for Wyoming driving versus city driving, both of those pictures, wow, really well done. I mean, I was imagining that I would have done something nice. You really did a nice job on that, and I appreciate that kind of work. I'm talking about what's on the Wake Up Wyoming website. When you look at the picture that goes with the article, you know, the headline picture, yeah, that's some good artwork there. All right. We have just reached eight billion people hmm? yeah, on the no not in Wyoming on planet Earth and right away some people are oh, eight billion people is that really a horrible horrible thing we'll talk about it next hour remember the book the population bomb by Paul Ehrlich that never came to be will it now and you live in a state like Wyoming or one of the other surrounding states listening to me where there's not that much of a population. Hang on. We'll, we'll talk about what that means, really means, next segment. 845. Wake up, Wyoming. Talk radio's got- This is Wake Up, Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. Eight forty-eight is the time. Wake up, Wyoming! Off we go to the ice box. Frank Gambino waiting by. So I teased the last hour. Frank, here are people who are up in the stands during various sporting events. Yes, and they're holding up homemade signs. Yep, I like the one that looks like the eye chart. Yeah, you know, for, <laughs> when you go for, to the, for the officials and the umpires. Yeah, and it says, "Hey, refs, you need to have your eyes checked." Yeah. And it gets smaller and smaller yeah. in letters. And yeah, it's really good. Um, let me see. Tony, tell Eva to quit calling me. Oh, there's all sorts of good ones. Like here's an area where there's just a really, just a group of really incredibly gorgeous women, right? Brett Favre, stop texting us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's two people holding up a sign, two ladies. One is LeBron James, and he looks like he's crying. And the other lady is holding up a sign that says, Hey, LeBron, I have cramps, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see. Uh, that's a tough one there, yeah. Uh, let me see. No, I can't read that one on the air. Okay. Oh, here's a good one here. So you really have been ragging on what uh, Dallas is it for? But, who's it for cheating? Oh, the Astros. Astro. Okay, yeah. Houston Astros. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and someone's holding up a sign right next to where the Astros would leave to go. You know, oh, to wherever yeah. inside. Okay. Yeah. Cheaters exit here. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> oh, this, some of these are really good. Yeah. Uh, say an owner. There's a believe sign there. I'm just here to boo the Astros. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like this one. This guy's holding up a sign in the middle of the crowd. Does anyone else smell corn dogs? <laughs> <laughs> and they're popular at the game. <laughs> yes. And I think my favorite one is somebody holding up the sign that simply says, couldn't think of anything. 
<laughs> but let's just make a sign anyway. Yeah. Oh. yeah, you can hold up one that says this is a sign, whatever the case is. But yeah, I have to admire people who are they want to hold up a homemade sign and they get really creative with it like that. You guys are the best. Awesome. Women's college basketball at the Division One level. The Wyoming Cowgirls fell the 0-2 on the year with a narrow 66-64 loss to Gonzaga and Laramie last night. Gonzaga took the lead for good with the bucket with nine and a half seconds to go, and the Cowgirls' last shot was off the mark. Quinn Whiteman with 17 for UW. Grace Ellis chipped in 16. Wyoming will host Denver University on Friday. And women's junior college basketball. Casper College is 4-0. They're ranked 10th in the country. Following a couple of wins down in Sterling, Colorado over the weekend, the Birds on Friday beat the Concordia JV 110-82. As Douglas native Jocelyn Igo had 18, then on Saturday, Casper beat NJC 76-51 as Igo had a dozen. Casper College will host a three-day tournament Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at the Erickson Gym, taking on Salt Lake, Western Nebraska, and NJC. The LCCC women's basketball team lost to Western Nebraska their last time out, 83-73, to drop to 4-2 on the year. Hallie Hester led the way for the Golden Eagles with 18, though we had Utah State Eastern on Friday. Casper College men's basketball team 4-2 after going 2-1 in the Southern Idaho tournament over the weekend. They beat Tyler, Texas on Thursday in overtime, 89-88 as Jamison Epps had 22. Then lost to CSI, 105-75 on Friday with Kennard Richardson throwing in 26. And then beat Eastern Wyoming on Saturday, 95-91 with encampment native Dalton Peterson throwing in 16. The Birds will host the Impact Academy and the Dickinson State JV on Friday and Saturday. The LCCC men's basketball team, 2-2 two two on the year after a 77-66 loss to the Air Force prep their last time out. The Eagles will be in Casper Friday and Saturday to meet the Dickinson JV and the Impact Academy. And in college football, the Wyoming Cowboys with an enormous game on Saturday night in Laramie as they'll host Boise State. Pokes are 7-3 and three overall, 5-1 and one in Mountain West Conference play after a 14-13 road win over Colorado State on Saturday night. Boise State after a slow start is 7-3 and three overall and 6-0 and oh in the league following a 41-3 win over Nevada. What's at stake here is a chance to play in the Mountain West Conference Championship game that will be December the 3rd. That is a 5 p.m. kickoff on Saturday from Laramie. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KOWB in Laramie. That's it. 5 p.m. kickoff, Laramie. Can they watch it anywhere? Do they have no, to oh, yeah, they'll, yeah, they'll be on TV, yeah. Somewhere. Yeah, yes. Okay. Now, would you like to go and, and really pack yeah. the house and sure. and then go and, you know, tailgate? tailgate? Oh, yeah, okay. This, even if it's a little bit chilly. Yeah, see, the big could, dip in could, temperature is tomorrow, but then you should be at back up to temperatures like in the third. Well, last time you were in an outdoor game there. Yeah, it'll be like Same that. temperatures. Yeah, you know, okay. you just you just put a hat on and some gloves and yeah, uh, kind some of long johns and an yeah. extra pair of socks and you're good to go. In fact, Frank, you could probably make a lot of extra money selling those pocket warmers. Just stand there by the front door. Oh, yeah. Or walk around with one of those uh, big, uh, you know, the rope around your neck there with the case in front of you. Pocket warmers, <laughs> get pocket warmers. Pocket yeah. warmers. Thank you, Frank. You betcha. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National, local update on the weather forecast. Then you and I get back into another hour of open phones. You can talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. I'll just kind of roll with the whole thing. It's Wake Up Wyoming.
is 906. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It is a Wednesday over the hump we go. Okay, open phones, 888 97 That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. That is absolutely fine by me. For those people, and this has become a major part of the program, who like to text me while I'm on the air. And if you heard me over the time I've been here, I've, I answer that on the air, but I also type back to them. Well, right now on the Wake Up Wyoming app, you cannot use the chat option. We had to shut it down. Somebody got into it, and we had to shut it down, and it doesn't affect you guys on your end whatsoever. Hopefully, we'll have it back up and running tomorrow. So until then, though, you can always call the program, 888-97-WOODS. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Sorry about that, because I love reading all the notes people are sending me from all over the region while I'm on the air. Okay, so big deal was made, has been made over the past few days. World's population hits 8 billion people. Okay. That is a lot of people. I'm not going to say it. it's not. I just want to put things in perspective. Let's back up a little bit. 1968. World's population was at 3 billion people. Now, at 3 billion people, there were those who were worried that we're at the edge of the world's resources. We can't handle any more people. And that's when Paul Ehrlich wrote the book, The Population Bomb. And he predicted, oh, wow, you you think climate change is bad. You should have heard his predictions. Dear Lord. And he even suggested India, he said, can't feed itself. And so to save the planet, we might just have to let India die. He actually said things like this. And there were many predictions made in the population bomb about what's going to happen to planet Earth. Because we cross 3 billion, we get to 4 billion people. Dear Lord, what's going to happen to us? Well, we're now at 8 billion people. India is not only, not only do they have enough food, they are a major exporter of food. And they're a major exporter of food for several reasons. One of them is coal, gas, and oil. Yeah. Read the book, The Moral Case for Fossil Fuels. But also because we got into bioengineering of grains and so on and figured out how to get more out of geoengineering, more out of our food than ever before. Because of modern technologies, we have been able to feed the planet. We have an abundance of food. So when you look at starving countries, they're not starving countries because we're not making enough food. It's usually political reasons. There's a a war going on or a civil war going on or there's a dictator involved that's oppressing his people, things like that. But do we have enough food? Oh, yeah. We have an abundance of food. We're doing just fine. In fact, we're taking better. There are some countries that are not taking good care of the planet, China. But we're taking better care of the planet than ever before. Now, remember when the population bomb came out, there were some countries that went, oh, Panicsville. And I mentioned China. They had a one child per family limit. And if somebody, some husband and wife found that they had another child on the way, that was a forced abortion. No more kids. And the parents would get punished. No more kids. One per. 
and there were other drastic measures that were taken as well. But we've now reached 8 billion people, and we're doing fine. So the idea of what do we do with this 8 billion mark over there? Well, it's a matter of managing the resources that we have, but also continuing to develop new technologies that are out there as well. And as we develop new technologies, we do things in a much more efficient way. Remember, I told you about that. Again, this is in the moral case for fossil fuel. Remember this. Which, by the way, that book did not get anywhere near the media attention that Population Bomb did. When the Population Bomb came out in 1968... Oh, dear Lord, he was all over, Paul Ehrlich was all over every television channel. And then dystopian movies started coming out, like Soylent Green, we're overpopulated, we're out of food. And they always showed in these movies cities that were just jam-packed with people to the point that barely anybody could move, and we had to start moving people to Mars. Soylent Green actually had places in the movie where if you wanted to check out, you know, commit suicide, the government would help you do it in the most pleasant way possible because we have to reduce the population of the planet. That's what Paul Ehrlich's book, The Population Bomb, did. But when someone writes a book and points out the reason we're able to handle so many people, Paul Ehrlich's book was completely wrong. None of what he predicted happened. None of it happened. So how are we able to handle the population that we do? have today. Eight billion people. Read the moral case for fossil fuels. One of my favorite examples in the book is, so if you take a look just as one example, the, the New England states. There was a time that the New England states were almost completely logged out. The New England states looked just about like Wyoming and South Dakota, North Dakota prairies do. And for those people on the front range in Colorado, almost like that. Because we had cut down all of these trees, not just to build homes, but for fuel and everything else that we needed. And then when we went to farm, we needed so much land to grow just a little bit of crop and feed our animals. But with today's technology, most of it petroleum-based and coal-based and natural gas-based, with today's technology, go back to the New England states. You've been there recently? It's just jam-packed with trees. Man, is it thick overgrowth. Came flooding back. All those trees and bushes and life in general came rushing back. And why? Well, because we have electricity now. And electricity comes from coal and natural gas and so on. And then, of course, there's the way we farm. Thank you, diesel products and other things made from petroleum herbicides, pesticides, and so on. So we're creating more food than ever before on far less land. And also when it comes wintertime or even just time to cook dinner, we don't have to cut down a tree. And so this is once again a, heavy, a heavily forested area in these New England states and other parts of America as well. There's so many things that were said in the population bomb that just turned out absolutely not to be true. And this reminds me very much of today's current cult of climate change, the doomsday cult that says well, we just have maybe a decade left to go. And every decade they kick the can down the road to the next decade. If we reach this much CO2 in the air, it's over. We're doomed. I have on this program, some of you heard me do this on this program, 
I've spent the entire program reading a list of failed doomsday predictions that the media grabbed hold of and ran with. And yet turned out not to be true. Which I think you can understand at this point why I have trust issues. Now, in the story that I put up on the Wake Up Wyoming site dealing with this, there is from Prager University, the author of The Moral Case for Fossil Fuels, he makes his case, and a video about Paul Ehrlich and the population bomb and why that was such a miserable failure as well. And I also talked a little bit about those of us who live in places like Wyoming where we have plenty of elbow room. If you live in a place that is just jam-packed with people, that is your choice to do that. You decided to live in a place that was heavily populated. I've said before, and I really do think this, one of the reasons that people in California honestly think that the whole world is falling apart is take a look at their cities. What are they like? They think the rest of the world is like that because they never get out. And it's not. You leave those major cities, you leave California, and you head to the rest of the country, and you find out most of the rest of the country doesn't live anything like that. Same thing with New York and Boston, Chicago. Most of the rest of the country doesn't live like that. Most of the rest of the world doesn't live like that. These are the places that they put into those conditions. They think everything around the world is falling apart, income inequality, and all sorts of other problems because look at what they've done to where they live. If they were to come out here and visit for a while, they would find out, in fact, we're doing just fine. 916, wake up Wyoming. And Woods is on the air. Sorry, but we had a budget. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. Choose a time, wake up Wyoming. No, oh, you're not going to like this next story. Sorry about this. You're just going to hate this. I thought we had pretty much moved past this stuff, but no. Headline Suburban mom handcuffed, jailed for allowing her eight year old son to walk half mile home. See, the the woman who's writing this article had started a movement a while ago called Free Range Kids, and it gained national attention, and I was hoping that her work had put an end to this. Heather Wallace, oldest son, eight years old, driving his two brothers crazy in the car as they returned from karate one afternoon. Wallace asked Aiden to walk the rest of the way home, which is a half mile. Waco, Texas is where this is. She was arrested, handcuffed, thrown in jail. She was charged with endangering a child. That's endangering a child, walking a half mile. A felony carrying mandatory minimum of two years of prison. So again, he's driving the other kids crazy in the car. Parents, I think you can relate to this. They're a half mile. Would you just get out and walk home, okay? Just walk the rest of the way. That way she can get the kids home without all the drama in the car. It's a half mile. She's finally able to speak out after completing the six-month parental diversion program. 
to get the charges dropped, but her arrest remains on the books, easily searchable by employers. By the way, she has a bachelor's degree in education. Here's how the events unfolded. The kid agreed to walk home after all, something he had done many times. There's sidewalks the entire way. Where they live, pretty much zero traffic. It's Waco, Texas. There's not a lot of traffic out there. Fifteen minutes later, the cops knocked on the door. Her son was in their patrol car. Another car was parked across the street. A woman one block away had called the cops to report the boy, the boy walking alongside the road. Stop for just a minute. Um, where I live, there is a school about, uh, I would say, maybe just a mile from my house. Right, And these young people from the school, when school is let out, they go walking home. There's a certain time of day when I'm sitting in my house because, you know, I get here really early. I get here like 2 in the morning. And so I get home really early. And there's a certain time of day when I'm in my living room and I look out my window and there's kids walking home. And since I'm on a hill, sometimes it's snowy. So these kids can actually say what their grandparents said. Yep, I went to school. I had to walk uphill. Both ways. Well, it's actually quite a hill, too, because uh, for, you, you got to walk up, make a turn, go up even more. Wintertime, they go to school and back, walking. Some of them, it's a little over a mile. Well, that lady who called asked where the kid where he lived. He verified he was just down the street. And she called the police anyway. As they stood on the porch, the officers told Wallace her and her son have been, uh, could have been, your son could have been kidnapped. There could have been sex trafficking. Quote, you don't see much sex trafficking where, where you are, but where I patrol in downtown Waco, we do. I see. So apparently you can't even let your kid walk to school anymore or back home from half mile, really a half mile. They're basically admitting that this is a safe neighborhood, said the mom, because it doesn't happen in her neighborhood, but in the downtown area. The officer asked Wallace whether she and her son uh, would let her son walk home again and now that she knew about the sex trafficking. She said, I still don't know, didn't know it was illegal. And I said, I don't know. That's when the cop replied, OK, I'm going to have to arrest you. <laughs> OK. Boy, this needs to be fixed. So at this point, the cops had allowed the kid to get out of their car. The husband had arrived home, put the mom in the cruiser. She didn't have her shoes on, but the cops uh, told the jail would provide. Backseat handcuffed, interviewed by a caseworker. All in all, it was about three hours time. The cops showed up at around 8.30 p.m. They drove Wallace and... Uh, to the county jail because she was locked up there. Quote, I'm a suburban mom. I didn't know what I was doing. I got booked at 4 a.m. The next day, Wallace's husband paid $300 bail and they went home. When the boy heard his mom come in, he looked up and panic-stricken. I ate your piece of cake, he confessed. I didn't know if you were ever coming home. Isn't that something a kid would say, though, by the way? Child services had the family agree to a safety plan. 
which meant Wallace and her husband could not uh, be alone with their kids for several seconds. Their mother, the children, oh, look at all of this that's happening to them. After two weeks, child services closed the case, finding the complaints were unfounded. Oh, it took them that long to find the complaints unfounded and let the parents go. Wallace believes this could be due to reasonable childhood independence law. Texas passed in 2021 with the help of uh, Let Grow, a nonprofit group, which was founded by the one I talked about just a moment ago, this nonprofit group, uh, which is called Free Range Kids. And so this woman who's writing the article is pushing hard to make changes like this around the country so stuff like this doesn't happen again. This needs to be taken off of the mom's record. I mean, it needs to be taken off of her record. Whoever called the cops, that person needs to be dealt with. The police officers and the social workers, they need to be dealt with. The mom needs to be told that she did absolutely nothing wrong. I mean, for love of Again, I sit at home. I used to walk home from school. Or I, if I did take the bus, because a lot of my driving, they took they drove us off island because I grew up on those islands. When they dropped me off, I had to walk home, which could be quite a ways. I watch kids walk by my house every single day. School's a mile away. More for some of them. Not a big deal. Coming up on 930. Local news, weather forecast, wake up Wyoming. the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Time is 9.36. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number. That's 888-97-WOODS. Now, earlier this morning, I told you about how there's these exploited kids, really. it's It says in the story that these kids filed a lawsuit. No, they didn't. They had members of radical so-called environmental groups that filed a lawsuit on behalf of the kids to make it look like the kids had filed the lawsuit. Well, we got to stop using oil altogether. Because using oil, you're violating our rights, was the crux of the lawsuit, which I asked the question at the time. Do they understand where so much of what they do comes from and what the world would be like without it? They have no idea. They have no clue whatsoever. Not the environmentalists, not the kids. All right, then later on I got into a story with you about the um, – when we take a look at uh, – Parks here in Wyoming. Let's just take Wyoming for a minute. You people in Colorado and other states, you too. A lot of your parks that are federally run. Well, here's the Biden administration putting the squeeze on coal, gas, and oil. So where do they get the bulk of the money to run those federal parks? And I'm even talking places like Yellowstone. Oh, I know tourists come in and spend money there. That Sure, absolutely. But a lot of it, a lot of the money, billions and billions every single year, comes in from coal, gas, and oil to run these federal lands, these federal parks. So if you squeeze out coal, gas, and oil, you're going to have to figure out where to get the money to run these places. 
Now get low to this headline. Biden's new methane rules will affect human lifestyles. The story says he's already doubled gas prices, made us reliant on foreign oil. Winter hasn't quite hit yet, but the cost of home heating oil has skyrocketed. Supply is low to the point it might have to be rationed in some places, and that's true. Author says Biden's policies will cause some families to have extra cold winter. And don't forget the price of increased and low diesel supply shutting down the supply chain. Biden was set to announce last Friday a supplemental rule cracking down on the emissions of methane. And this in part, yes, he's in part talking about cow farts, but and methane actually has a serious punch to it. CO2 doesn't. CO2 is one of the least of the greenhouse gases. Number one greenhouse gas, actually, water vapor. The new rule targets emissions from existing oil and gas wells nationwide, rather than focusing on a few wells, as previously the EPA had done. So in other words, if some well is really emitting methane in a bad way, they would go after that. But now, no, we're going to go after them all. People on the extreme left, the author says, of the political spectrum believe that they have the right to control everyone's life. While he announced new rules, he, the president will recognize and take, will he take into account everyone living on Earth that produces methane? So in other words, yes, you exhale CO2 out of your mouth. What do you exhale out of the other end? Will he toss burdens upon Americans to reinforce a revised diet to reduce the number of butt trumpets, he says, produced by every human and every animal? His attack on flatulence is totally hypocritical. Well, I don't know. Does he know that the president is extra flatulent? I don't know. At a climate conference February 2021, the prince, now King Charles' wife Camilla, told anyone who would listen that Joe Biden released a significant amount of methane. According to the Duchess, Biden blew air biscuits so long and foul-smelling that she was blown away. She couldn't stop talking about it. But the massive Biden blowout couldn't have affected climate change because no one has proven that uh, man-made climate changes actually exist. In fact, temperatures haven't increased in decades. We've had warm years and cold years, but overall, the temperatures have stayed the same. I did not know the story about the Duchess complaining about the president having a problem. So apparently the president contributes to climate change. Go figure. Here's some truth. The author says those pushing global warming hypotheses about 13 or about 13,000 years late, approximately 12,750 years ago, before big cars, coal plants, significant uh, presidential bottom birds, CO2 greenhouse gas levels were higher than they were today. Uh, at the same time, though, we were also colder than we were today. According to a report in Nature Communications, somewhere between 115 to 130,000 years ago, Earth went through severe warming that about 65% of the Arctic melted. One conclusion used the, the Flintstone lied, and they didn't, they didn't power their car by foot power. No, maybe they were. Maybe Fred Flintstone actually was dry. Well, he did work in that uh, rock quarry on that big animal, which must have been producing a lot of methane, that animal. So what exactly is Biden going to do to stop all of the natural methane emissions, just like stopping natural CO2 emissions? Because in both cases, 
nature produces far more than man ever will. Hey, everybody, if you're in the Casper, Wyoming area, at the Ridley's Family Market, this is going to be on Friday, November 18th. I will be there. Uh, I'm, we're, we're collecting turkeys and or cash donations. You can go online and make donations as well. I'll be talking more about this tomorrow and Friday as well. But we're doing, we do this every single year. We collect for families that would love to have a great dinner for Thanksgiving. So if you can stop by Ridley's if you're in the Casper area on Friday, I'll talk more about where I'll be when in Ridley's. When you walk into the grocery store, I'll be off to the right over there, broadcasting live. After I get done with this radio program, I go over there. Hope to see you there. You can go ahead and drop by canned goods, bring what you can, or drop by with a cash donation. 943, Wake Up Wyoming. Hi, I'm... Before you face the day at 888-97-WOODS, Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods, live on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Nine forty-eight. The time it's wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box. Frank Gambino waiting by. Frank, I'm going to see if uh, this passes the Frank Gambino test. The test is yes. Let, let's let's, <clears throat> okay. let's attempt see, this. Yes. So you don't have to take the test. You are judging the test. Oh well, there yeah, I, I can, see, I can, I can do that. I'm a good okay. proctor. Sneaking beer into a ball game. Well, it's hard because, well, wait, because of the that. size. Now, sneaking yeah. like hard liquor in the small little bottles, okay. that's easy. My my, This is years ago. My trick yeah. to that was that if you wore a hoodie, right. you would put it in the small bottle in the hood uh-huh. of your hoodie. Because when you were searched, when you went in there, they kind of patted you down. And they never, uh, ever okay. checked the hood of your hoodie. Okay. I'll mark that one down. Uh, putting a and, th- and that worked with movie theaters too. Oh, really? Okay. Putting a flask in your hat with a straw that can come down from the hat. Yeah, but it, you're, you're giving it the people can see that. Okay. Uh, sneaky shorts, a pair of bladders attached to an adjustable belt. Wait, what are you going for a pee test for a drug test? See, or you it kind of looks go, like going that. In, yeah, going into yeah. a, a game to have a drink. Okay, so you come in with that uh, seat that you sit on that looks like it's just an air cushion seat. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it's not. It's got alcohol in it. Well, now you're, it'd be a little bit warm okay, and maybe yeah. smelly a little bit, wouldn't it? Well, here's here's the thing. Okay, the beer belly. You, they think you have a beer belly, but you don't. That's your beer that will soon be in your belly. Yes. Okay. And you can just go ahead and transfer that over to a bladder that looks like, you know. This one, I don't know. You would have to have quite a beard. It says, uh, the beer beard guy, this guy actually snuck beer in in his beard. How big does a beard have to be? How big was the beer? Yeah. Okay. Liquor skins. Most stadiums won't let you bring food or beverages inside the gate, but you might be able to convince security personnel to let you finish the soda outside. In that case, you can always go in with the liquor skin. Pouring the beer and soda is you don't want to pour it out. So let me see. Uh, you develop. Yeah, but that but that's outside of the stadium. Yeah, but you can seal it though. You pour. Right. It, you act like you're pouring it out, but you're pouring it into something. Basically. There are uh, some places that will allow you to bring in like sealed bottles of water. Oh yeah. All you have to do really is spike the bottles of water. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then there's other kind of oh the poofy jacket. Oh the people who are poofy jackets. 
Are you sure that that's just a poof going on there? You know, like it's all fluffed up? Because you could take some of the fluffing out and put some alcohol in there, and who would know? Exactly. Good idea. Women's college hoops at the Division I level. The Wyoming Cowgirls fell to 0-2 on the year with a narrow 66-64 loss to Gonzaga and Laramie last night. Gonzaga had the, took the lead for good with a bucket with nine and a half seconds to go, and the Cowgirls' last shot was off the mark. Quinn Whiteman with 17 for UW. Grace Ellis with 16. Wyoming will host Denver University on Friday. Women's Juco basketball. Casper College is 4-0. They're ranked 10th in the country following a couple of wins down in Sterling, Colorado over the weekend. Birds on Friday beat the Concordia JV. 110 to 82 with Douglas native Jocelyn Igo getting 18 points. Then on Saturday, Casper beat NJC 76-51 as Igo had a dozen. Casper College will host a three-day tournament for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at the Erickson Gym, taking on Salt Lake, Western Nebraska, and NJC. The NCAA, the LCCC women's basketball team lost to Western Nebraska their last time out, 83-73, to drop to four and two on the year. Hallie Hester led the way for the Golden Eagles with 18. They'll be at Utah State Eastern on Friday. Casper College men's team is four and two overall after going two and one in the Southern Idaho tournament over the weekend. They beat Tyler, Texas on Thursday in overtime, 89-88 as Jamison Epps at 22, then lost to uh, Southern Idaho, 105-75 on Friday as Kennard Richardson at 26 for the Birds. Then they turned around and beat Eastern Wyoming on Saturday, 95-91 as Encampment native Dalton Peterson at 16. The Birds will host uh, Impact, the Impact Academy and the Dickinson State JV on Friday and Saturday. The LCCC men's basketball team, 2-2 two and two on the year after a 77-66 loss to the Air Force prep their last time out, and the Eagles will be in Casper on Friday to meet the Dickinson JV and the Impact Academy. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys with a, a, a huge, gigantic, enormous game on Saturday in Laramie as the host Boise State. Folks are 7-3 and three overall, 5-1 and one in Mountain West play after a 14-13 road win over Colorado State on Saturday night. Boise State after a slow start, a 7-3 overall, 6-0 and oh in the league following a 41-3 win over Nevada. What's at stake here is a chance to play in the Mountain West Conference Championship game that will be December the 3rd, and that's a 5 p.m. kickoff on Saturday from Laramie. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KOWB in Laramie. That's it in sports. Is there any way, you'd have to know somebody, I guess, to sneak all of your food and beverages in in advance and hide it under your seat? You would have to know. It'd have to be like an inside job. Sure. Now, if you did, though, you could put it under your seat. And who would know when you walked in? Well, normally when you walk in, those seats are up. So oh, I see. so when you and they and they they're, they're, these places are pretty good about you know cleaning the oh, aisles. Well, so you're well. like, hey, we missed one. Could we drop it in by drone? Uh, Parachute well, drone thing. So, some stadiums have roofs. Okay, okay. working on it. Yeah, yeah. Figure yeah. out. I mean, if I can do it in a movie theater, you know. No, of course, yeah. I that's can, all. Right? That's all you need to know. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business, we have, I'm, we have such important discussions on this program. Local business news time weather forecast. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Do you ever feel like...